I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sinead, this might surprise you, but I am not a hot person. Heat-wise, <laughs> I do not like the heat. Me either. Or the humidity. No, I don't think we're made to live in Queensland. Who decided to come here? Who, who came here and was like, I know, this is a great place to live. Well, I suppose that they're putting um, convicts here first, if you're talking about the I British. I guess so, yeah. So, serves them right. <laughs> Please, let's go live in Tasmania or somewhere cool. Somewhere it snows all the time. Although, it's just getting hotter and hotter because of global warming, so, like, we can't escape it, Lonnie. Even, like, Antarctica and the ice is melting. I know. God. There's no hope. Greetings, this is Lonnie and Sine. This is our podcast that we do. That'll make sense in a second. <laughs> this oh, is... Oh, I yeah. got it. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing and now I get it. This is I Only Like You, podcast where my girlfriend, Sine, and I, me, Lonnie, <laughs> talk about an annoying thing that's happened this week and we also review a film that we've seen. This week it's The Accountant with my boy Benjamin Affleck, who I love. But before we get into that, a topic close to my heart and yours. Less so to mine, but sure. Nothing in particular has happened that has annoyed me about this this week. It just always annoys me constantly. It's what's in my head all the time. Mm -hmm. Joint Facebook accounts for couples. Yeah. Now, I know we can't really talk because we do a joint podcast as a couple, but it's better than a joint Facebook well, account. It's different. It's different. It's just like a venture, like a show that we're this doing. It's like a project. It's not a Facebook account that's first name, first name, surname, surname. <laughs> <laughs> like Jane John Smith Wilson. Yeah, or John N. Joan. Oh, Smith. John N. Joan, yeah. That's why I was doing that. I mean, isn't Facebook supposed to be a personal thing for you? I just don't understand how this works, right? Is it like how, like when the president signs off his tweets with just the initials, so you know it's from him or something? Is it like that? Well, I've I've seen sometimes that people have to, they have to say who it's from, yeah. Well, yeah, but like, I don't understand. So you don't have enough, you feel like you don't have enough need to have your own, but, as but a you couple, still want to use it. Well, I was just reading online about this just quickly. It's like, Apparently it's some psychology thing that some people more identify as being part of a romantic couple than they do being their own person, which mm. I can kind of get. Like, I think of us as a unit, like we're doing things in our lives together. And Yeah, I agree. When, like, something happens, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll tell Sine about that. But I don't feel like I'm not also me, you know? But can you not be a couple and also just have your own Facebook account? Well. Apparently pe- not. <laughs> pe- people do it, so... It can happen. I think um, I was also reading that some people are like, oh, well, we have the same interests and the same friends anyway. We'd just be doubling up. But don't have exactly everything is the same. Like, 
your Facebook account wouldn't like follow the Broncos, for example, but mine does. Mm. And I don't follow some of like the shoe clothes things that you do. Do you follow them? I don't know. Not really. <laughs> what do you follow that I wouldn't follow? Um, we well, got lots of friends I wouldn't follow. For oh example. yeah. Like we've come from different points in our life. We don't have exactly the same amount of friends. Mm-hmm. But weird. So hold on, on these joint Facebook accounts, is one of them friends with all these friends of people that they've never met? That like, well, surely one that your wife went to school with. Surely one person is more friends, like more in charge of the Facebook. There's account. like, there's someone in charge of it, isn't it? And the there second is. person is just secondary. Like your parents, for example, they don't do this, but your dad doesn't have Facebook, and he just like looks at your mum sometimes. That's okay. They're not doing the whole weird. We're a joint couple thing. Hmm. That, that's a way of doing it, I'm saying. Oh, okay. If, if, if you da- don't want... Yeah, if your dad doesn't feel like it and he's had a Facebook account, that's fine. But I'm saying that these people with the joint things must feel a need to have one, yeah. but not enough to have a whole one. They just want half a Facebook account. I, exactly. Is it like you're worried that the, your partner will cheat on you or something? Is that what some oh, of it is? Maybe it's like the whole Ashley Madison thing. Yeah. That's creepy. But so, no, how could you even, that wouldn't even be right, because how could you even monitor that? Well, like, if I have my own personal account, like, say I'm on my Facebook, I'm, you know, talking to girls and stuff, like, that mm. couldn't happen on a, on a joint account because you would see that, I suppose. But if you're going to cheat, you'd find Hypo- another way to cheat. Hypothetically, yes. <laughs> Is that something you want to tell me on the podcast? Uh, no, I don't I don't really get it. And, like, I think, like, sort of if you're doing a brand, if making yourself into a brand, like you can like share the load of being a brand, but also yeah, but it's like, a Facebook account. It's a personal thing. There's a difference between having like a Facebook page for a business or a brand or a, or a musician or something and having your personal Facebook page where you post photos and status and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't understand why. Why can't you have your own? Why do you want a joint one? If you're listening and you have a joint account, please get in touch and tell us. Tell us why. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. Really, I don't. I don't really mind. I'm just confused by it. It confounds me. You know. Don't say that you don't mind. I hear you bitching and complaining <laughs> all the time about these joint Facebook accounts. Oh, but I'm never gonna like. And now we get on the podcast, and you're like, "Oh no, it's fine. Do what you want." I'm not gonna bloody publicly humiliate somebody if they've got it. Mm-hmm. Or like, there are people on my Facebook page who have joint Facebook accounts. I don't judge them that much. Yes, you do. Well, but I'm not saying that they're <laughs> they're a bad person and should die. No, that's where you drop the line. They should, they can, they can live. That's, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it does confuse me about why they're doing that. Like, we, we get on well, we're a good couple and stuff, but we have our own Facebook pages, don't we? Maybe we get on so well because we have separate Facebook pages and it's like we have our time to be us as well as our time to be a joint unit. Yeah, I think that might be true. I think there might be some cases where um, you can have a, Joint bank account, obviously, and a joint email, perhaps, if you're doing, like, household bills go to the joint email, perhaps. Joint email, I totally agree with. Like, you need to email, what do adults do? I don't know, bills and renovations and shit, I don't know. That stuff comes to a joint email. Yeah. I take most of our bills. Yeah, you handle most of that. <laughs> I do most of that stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, Facebook accounts, weird. You know someone who doesn't have a joint Facebook account? Yeah. Ben Affleck. No, I don't think he does. Does he even have a Facebook account? I don't know. 
I've, I've actually I li- liked him on Facebook. Yeah, but is it him? I don't think so. Right. It doesn't sound like him. I saw a thing recently that said that Twitter is full of companies trying to be more like people and people were trying to be like companies, like brands. Interesting, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it took me a while to like understand but, what like, you meant. Personal yeah, yeah. branding and stuff. If you're mm-hmm. a person, you're trying to get your brand and out there. And companies are trying to be like one of the people. Like personal yeah, and yeah. stuff. Crazy, right? Hmm, interesting. So, yeah. Um, you ruined my segue, by the way. Oh, sorry. Benjamin Affleck <laughs> is in the new film called The Accountant. It's directed by Gavin O'Connor, who did Warrior and some other stuff. You ever saw Warrior? No, so I don't it's pretty so. good. Yeah. The Accountant, also pretty good. The film also stars Anna Kendrick, Sine's favourite. Mm-hmm. My favourite as well, I like her. Um, J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Our favourite. Yeah. And Although he scares me a bit. Yeah, me too. So let's just not say anything <laughs> bad about him at all. And John Bernthal, I think that's how you say it. The Punisher guy. Yeah, the Punisher. The Punisher. Who we also like, but also scares us a little bit. Yeah. Looks very different with hair. He does, doesn't he? Really different. Like a totally different person. And he's very different in mine, um, me, Earl, and the Dying Girl as yes. well. Yes. Good actor. Range. <laughs> Moving on. The film is about an accountant. Surprisingly. Yes. Big twist. Bet you wouldn't guess that. <laughs> so Ben Affleck stars as an autistic man who was an accountant. Um, but he's not just your regular tax accountant. He is your accountant for, like, criminal organisations. Well, sort of, though. He uncooks the books for the bad guys. Does he, though? Well, not in the film, but that's part of his character. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets involved with a dodgy company and finds some sort of discrepancy in their books. Um, he becomes friends with um, Anna Kendrick, who's working for the company as well, and um, they get in trouble. They bloody criminals are after him. Comes a chase sequence. Does it? Yeah. Okay. There are also flashbacks to his childhood where he is mm. um, with his family and he's being trained by his father to um, not only be a help treat his autism, by, but by doing that he's like becoming a soldier, sort of, yeah, basically. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about mild spoilers because I don't know what I want to ask you about. So in the beginning of the film, the, they show Ben Affleck's character as a, as a kid and he's at a center for autism autistic kids and the the person running it's like you know we can have him here we can do lots of therapy we can introduce him he needs to be away from harsh lights and sounds and things and his dad's like no if he's if he's going to be sensitive to those things he needs more of them to get over him mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that like obviously we're not experts on mental illness but well, or autism but yeah i don't know like his dad was portrayed as being the sort of i don't know not to, not helping him in the traditional way, but his argument was the real world isn't like that. He wanted him to be able to function in the real world, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what. I'm not sure if it's, the, I don't know, is it a best message? Like obviously it's a Hollywood film and it's all about, you know, it's an action movie above everything else. But I'm not sure if that is the best way for autistic kids to be. No, but I think didn't it? kind of answer that you know by ben doing what happened he didn't exactly get over his autism i guess so yeah he became a killer kind of thing well, like, in, but in that sense is it a sort of dangerous message then that you shouldn't be treated by doctors you should go up and have a maverick dad who who does it on his own 
But like, I wonder if that's a good message to be sending. But mm. also, is the is it maybe really sending that message if it's? But in that sense, is it trivializing this sort of thing? You know. Well, yeah, I'd be interested. Like the only thing stopping an autistic person from doing this is some training, and they can go off be a superhero sort of thing. I'd be interested know. to see what people from the autism community think about this as a realistic portrayal. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. The level of autism that he had wasn't. He was quite high functioning in a lot of ways. Yes. I think that was kind of sugarcoating yeah, that, autism. I think that's what I'm trying to get at, you know, is this he was mostly normal in inverted commas. Yeah. Neurotypical. Yeah. And his autism um abilities helped him in his like is that thing assassinations that, and stuff. Yeah, it was kind of treated as like a superpower almost, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And that's what I'm not quite sure about in this film, whether, but, whether that was very good. But is that sending a good message to the autistic community and being like these things are working in his favour, here's a superhero-esque character for you, someone who has autism, someone who's reflective of you, but then I'm not sure that he was 100% reflective of them. Mm. So I don't know. It's, I, a, yeah. it's debatable sort of representation, hey? Mm. The film's good, though, I think, as well. Um, it did some things really differently. It definitely, like, it's an action movie and there were lots of um, moments that were undercut, like we, we're conditioned to know kind of the timing of events in action movies, like when someone pulls a gun out and then they'll look and then they'll shoot sort of thing. They were able to undercut a lot of those and do some different things which linked to his abilities. Mm in the story. So that was, I, I don't know, I liked that because it was different and it had a basis in the story. They weren't just doing different things for the sake of it. But I get what you're saying. I'm worried that are they sugarcoating what it's like to have a disability a bit? But on the, um, as you said, on the other hand, is that a good thing? Like they, yeah. are they being a, a role model? Sort is it of thing? empowering yeah. to see someone with your disability? I mean, I don't know, is, is is the simple fact of having somebody with autism on screen a good thing, you know? Mm. But having said that, I think sometimes autism is, is treated quite like a superpower, not just in this film but lots of other films, you know, like a Rain Man sort of S yeah, characters. Yeah, okay, I know what you mean. It's hard because we don't have that disability and we don't know anyone who has been diagnosed with that. So it's hard to kind of, I don't know, maybe if we had a sibling that had that, maybe we'd feel very differently about the film. Mm. As it is, there's something not quite right there because we both have that kind of strange feeling like, is this okay mm. to be doing? But then I kind of liked it as well. So I don't mm. I don't know if I'm in the wrong here by liking this film. I don't want to be seen as encouraging something that is um, offensive. Yeah, definitely. But then sometimes like the the typically autistic sort of character would just be the assistant or the, like the... The brainy nerdy guy in yeah. the in the group who doesn't quite get jokes and stuff. Yeah. But in this film, he's the he's badass. A, he's as the well. lead. Yeah, so, exactly. I guess that's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There'll be interesting sort of commentary about this. I'm sure. Yeah. What do you think of Ben's performance? I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Really good. Um, I don't know why he gets such a a hard rap all the time. Mm. I actually think he's a really good actor and a really great director. I'm not sure why people hate him so much. Well, I think it became to a point where he was like overexposed mm-hmm. when he was dating Jennifer Lopez and everything. 
I think it sort of became cool to make fun of him and yeah. that sort of thing. A bit like how everyone piled on Justin Bieber, for example, for example, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's he's shown many times since then that he's a great director and a great writer and a great filmmaker mm-hmm. as well as a great actor. I'd yeah. Say. One thing that I will say about the film is that the story was very complicated. Yeah, and sometimes when plot points were revealed, they weren't revealed in the most easiest way to understand. No, like we and had to read about this afterwards. Just to, to double understand. check that we thought yeah. what we thought happened happened. So that that was a bit bit of a misstep towards the end. Some of those things. I feel annoyed about that because, like, I want to have questions when I leave a film, but if I don't understand what happened. I don't think the film did its job properly because mm-hmm. it should be a standalone thing. I shouldn't have to go and read about it afterwards to make sure I understood it. Yeah. I should be able to get something from it just watching it. What did you think of the other actors? Um, J.K. Simmons is amazing in everything. He wasn't, didn't have a lot to do in this one, did he? He but didn't, no. Um, sorry, he had his two weeks on set and then <laughs> got paid a million dollars and probably left. His flashback stuff was really good, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, Anna Kendrick is amazing in everything. She's just so her in every role, isn't she? She does. She brings, but not in a bad way. No, in just like a clever sort of like. Does her spin on everything, doesn't she? Yeah. And I saw some things before we watched the film about, oh, how awful is it that she's just a damsel in distress again? Why can't she get her own film? I totally understand that she could have held, she could have been the accountant, for example, in this sort of film. That would have been awesome. But having said that, in this role, she was awesome. The character wasn't yeah. wasn't. I don't sidelined. think she was a damsel at all. No. She, you know, and she wasn't treated as the prize at the end. Yeah. Interesting though that you said she could have been the accountant. Have you heard that thing where you can only have one of the three things? You can either be a woman, have a disability, or be a person of color. You can't have all yeah. three of those. <laughs> so she couldn't have a disability and be a woman. Yeah. You know, we had to have a white man have the disability. Well, interestingly, while men are more autistic overall. There are lots of women who have autism, but they never get the same no. press or the same um, support. I think there's actually some things about girls with autism yeah. that are happening these days. But I guess the having Ben Affleck lead this, did this get this scene more than having yeah. Anna Kendrick? I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, is yeah, it totally. Is it maybe bringing some light to this issue? On that point you made about having one of three things, mm. there's a joke on Scrubs once where the two characters are um, arguing over whether it's harder to be a black doctor or a white doctor. Oh, sorry, a black doctor or a female doctor. Mm-hmm. And then the other doctor walks past who's black and a woman. Well, like, yeah, respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so true though? Hey, it's a common so. thing in writing that, you know, most networks only let you have one of the, one of the things. You can't have all three because yeah. oh, we can't possibly, you know show realistic characters mm. but yeah i i don't know i think ben did a good job i think the movie was good there was some i don't think it was as clever as it was as it thought it was no um, it wasn't totally mind-blowing either no and some of the um plot twists were kind of obvious somewhat they were either really obvious or, or really complicated or and obscure. like obscure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was nothing down the middle but all the action sequences are well put together and you yeah. could actually see what was happening. And yeah. you're right, he he did do some clever action things that mm. it wasn't just your typical Arnie Schwarzenegger sort of stuff. Just blowing up everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was, it was was a bit smarter than the average film. It wasn't quite as smart as you perhaps thought it might be. No. Did you hear the people in front of us who, like, spoiled the big twist, like, yeah, they, a second before it happened? They had to yell it out, yeah. We've said it before, we'll say it again. You're not in your living room. 
You're in a theatre with other people. Thankfully, I knew, like, I'd picked it, but I would have been so pissed off if, mm. like, the moment before the big reveal happened, Because then it, it happens, you like, oh, okay, great. You just Thank told you us. for ruining it for us. <sighs> but that twist I didn't see. I don't know. The one you're talking about, it seemed obvious afterwards, but then it was like, does it really make sense that this would be happening? I didn't quite like how the flashbacks were put together of his life when he was younger. I found it quite distracting sometimes. Yeah, this is a thing that I, I don't get sometimes with flashbacks, if they're just, like, chucked in Yeah. sometimes. There should be a reason why they're in there. Yeah, but then at the same time, I don't like it when the, the present-day character is triggered from a memory and then, you know, we have yeah. some screen wipes that Yeah, make I don't it... like that either. What I mean is you should be trying to run parallel stories rather than just having the main story and then every now and then we go back to yeah, okay. a, a flashback for just to get that plot bit I happening. agree, yeah. But I'm not saying it's easy, but it's it can be done better than it has in some films. And this film is better than some films, but... Yeah. I, I know what you mean, though, just when a character hears a word and then they look off to the distance and then we go back to when they're yeah. 12 and I, I heard that, that word. Just because that was probably um, interesting when it was first done, but mm. it's been done so many times. Yeah. One thing I will say is that the trailer of this film was very different to what the actual movie was that we went to see. Mm-hmm. So by the trailer, and like you said at the beginning of the podcast, you get the idea that he's like some kind of um, big wig accountant that's cooking the books for all these criminal organisations and terrorists and stuff, right? And that's what I thought we'd see, him travelling around, you know, going under the government, the government's maybe trying to find him, that kind of thing. Um, that's not at all what the movie's about. And I felt a bit cheated that the trailer advertised to me something that wasn't what the product was. What do you think about that? I agree. We sort of, it was a different movie. It wasn't a bad movie, though. No. You just felt, you just had something else in your mind. Well, the trailer portrayed a different film to what the film was that we saw. Like the woman who asked for her money back after she went to see Drive when she thought it was going to be like a Fast and the Furious film. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, was, it's a better film than those films, surely, but it wasn't what she thought it was going to be. No. So, yeah, yeah I agree. Trailers, we've got issues with trailers, haven't we? The thing is, you can't avoid them because we go to the movies so much, they're at the beginning of every film. So then you're never going into a film clean. You've always got expectations. It's not that it didn't live up to my expectations, it's just I had different expectations of this because it's not what I thought the Mm. movie was going to be about. I agree. But then you look at the trailer for Arrival, which tells you nothing, and actually it looks like quite a boring film by the trailer, and it's amazing. So I don't know what the answer is. Well, they need to stop having story trailers because if you know the whole story before you go in, what's the point, you know? That's very true, yeah. Or, but then they, having said that, they don't do that and you think it's something else and it's not yeah. what you thought. You know, it's interesting how expectations can inform your experience of a film, eh? Hey? Yeah, definitely. Having said that, like we went, if you see one film without knowing anything at all, that could be great, but it also can really screw you up if you got, don't know what to expect, so. yeah. But a movie called The Accountant doesn't seem like the most interesting thing either, does it? <laughs> no, it didn't have a great title, but then I'm not sure what the title would have been. Yeah. Um, He's basically like, I guess he's like Jason Bourne with autism. Is that offensive? Like, I, well, I don't think so. It's kind of what they've done here. Kind of, yeah. But I guess um, Jason Bourne treats the issue of amnesia Kind of similar, doesn't it? Yeah, very true. 
and all government testing and stuff like that, so mm. brainwashing and stuff. So Yeah, I don't know what the answer yeah. is with this. I feel like maybe a disability, I don't know, you have to be careful how you handle these things. I, I don't like it when the disability is just a superpower because it, it you're right, it, it glosses over some of the mm-hmm. bad things that happen with disability. But is not, that... Not, that you, not that if you have a disability you're a bad person or you're lesser or anything like that, but yeah. things like that need to be treated with respect. But is that empowering, yeah, having well, your disability being turned into a superpower and watching that on screen? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Just back to what you said about Ben Affleck being awesome, right? I really like him. How amazing is it? Like, think of how many how hard it is to be an actor in a blockbuster film, right? Mm-hmm. And also how hard it is, it is to be a writer and a director of these awesome blockbuster films. And he's doing all of them. Yeah. And he's probably going to go off to make his own Batman film mm-hmm. as the writer, director, and star of it. That's amazing, isn't it? It's pretty cool, yeah. Like, just to be one of those things is totally out of there for most people. Yeah, he's doing very well professionally. Like, mm. he's got everything you could want in his professional life. Yeah. Crazy, right? Mm. The end of this movie, I'm a little bit worried because the end of this movie was kind of maybe set up for a sequel. And I don't think it needs one. And yeah. I don't want to see one. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. I think it it serves as a good ending mode to the it film. It does. That's so. what I mean. I don't want mm. to see another one because it was a good ending, but I'm worried that it's open-ended enough for people to go, yes, let's make another one. And I don't know that another one would add anything. No, he'll be doing Batman for the next, like, 15 years. Yeah, so. that's true. We won't need to worry about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give this out of Sam's? Uh, it's probably like a, a four- Three and a half or four. Really? Out of, out of five Sams. I'd probably give it maybe a three yep. to three and a half maybe. Um, didn't quite get there for me, but I enjoyed it, so it was fine. We're not going to rush out and buy it on no. DVD or No. Do you Blu-ray. think you watched it again? Maybe, but it's not top of my rewatch pile, so. I think, I agree. I think I'd watch it again if it was like on TV on a Saturday night. Do you know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. Yeah, that kind of situation. Yeah. All right, then. This has been another podcast by Sinead and Lonnie. Yeah. If you've liked this one, check out our other podcasts. Check out other stuff that we do. Check us out. Tell your friends about us. Us. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.